0: More competition for more. <laughs> Why is there smoke coming out of your oven, Seymour? Can you get me a fizzy, I'm
1: just getting into yoga. Yeah,
0: bitch!
1: yeah, I believe if you have a platform, you have to use it to like bring certain injustices to light. And if you're not doing that, then you're morally bankrupt in yourself.
2: Hello, and welcome to episode eight of Tellybox with myself, Jen Hatton, and my partner in true crime dramas, the wonderful Emma Dorn. Ah, Jen, I like
3: what you did there. It's good. It's good. Now, where do we start with what's coming up this week?
2: Well, we chatted to sketch comedian and documentary maker Sir steve o about his love for South Park.
3: Yeah, and I think if you know Steve-O at all, you, you can completely understand why South Park is his favourite show.
2: Absolutely, and it was a good throwback as well. I completely kind of forgot about South Park and it, it, there's so many good clangers in there that was like, oh yeah, do you remember that? Oh yeah, he,
3: he, was, he was great, in fairness, and uh, looking back at it and how it had such a big influence
2: on him as well. I found very interesting. He got himself into a few spots of water along the way, which are like, we're <laughs> here, we'll hear the interview, we'll hear the interview. And as yeah. well, we are truly in the middle of award season. We ask for our listeners' opinions on their favourite Irish actors.
3: Yes, I mean, there's a lot to choose from. Some there old, some we, have a, we have a good pool. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of great talent there. And this week we watched uh, Virgin Media's newest reality TV show, Eating with the Enemy, which launched on Wednesday night. So Very interesting. We'll be having a look at that. Did somebody say just
2: eat?
3: Jen, it's hard to believe, isn't it, that we are one year on from the beginning of the pandemic and the lockdowns here in Ireland.
2: I know, and in a full year of uncertainty and doubt, there have been a few constants and things to rely on throughout the year. Very few, but some. Yes, that being said, Ireland's local takeaways and restaurants have played an
3: absolute blinder, keeping the country fed since the very first days of lockdown. So we
2: want to say thanks. Thanks to all of those working in the restaurants and takeaways around the country, from the incredible chefs cooking our food, the people in the front of house looking after orders, and the amazing folks that deliver us straight to our doors. Thank you for giving us a boost and a big treat when things are looking pretty grey.
3: Whether it's Chinese around the corner that's been there for twenty years, your favourite local pizza place that you know your order off by heart,
2: or the new Indian restaurant that only opened their doors a few weeks ago, support your local takeaway this weekend, and you can do so with the tap of an app and get it delivered to your door with our wonderful sponsors, Jossie.
3: Now on Telebox, we are joined by Steve O Timothy. Better known as Farmer Michael, viral sensation. He's on the Late Late, documentary star. I don't know how we managed to get him on the show. Thanks for <laughs> joining us, Stevo.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I think they just took pity on me instead. I'd give the old Galway farmer an <laughs> opportunity. Like, fast monster, course, wow. wasn't it? How are you, anyway? How are you keeping?
2: We're good. It's oh, like to have how you. you.
1: Co- how are you coping with this manic lockdown pandemic yoke?
2: Coping. Coping. Co- yeah. just
1: about just about it's weird not to be actually nervous about a gig like i haven't done a gig since march the 6th last year which is just the weirdest feeling ever like i'm going to be absolutely crap if i ever try and get on a stage again
3: oh i think we all feel like that though i'm just hoping that when it Gigs do come back. That people will be so delighted that there's something happening that isn't in their yeah. sitting room. That they'll just you'll, you'll say hello and the place will erupt. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: In fairness, you have been you have been very busy. But yeah, have yeah, you been yeah, watching yeah. TV? We know you've been on the telly loads. Excuse me, but have you been watching any TV?
1: My old old fallback favorite South Park. It just has <gasps> to be South Park. Oh, I love it. Now, I'm not a big fan of the whole PC principle, blah, blah, blah thing, but if you go back to, like, the series... I don't know what it was. Jesus, there's so many of them. But the one where the... Like, I think one of the best satirical episodes they ever done was The Treatment of Britney Spears. And oh. that episode is just, just... It was a satirical masterstroke, like, if you ask me. Like, people should be studying this, especially comedians or especially someone that's trying to do satire. They should be studying that. Yeah. And she even, like, she even accepted how well it was done and people were like that's really really well done like the possibility for it to go wrong and backfire is immense Mm. you know what I mean because if that comes across wrong to the audience that could impact like her so much and people battling mental health issues so much so how they crafted it to now you know, obviously, there's a certain percentage of people that would laugh at the surface of it because they're just laughing at it superficially, and they're not taking into account what you're actually saying underneath that. But anyone that kind of, I don't know how, how you put it nice, has a bit of a brain cell will kind of go, yeah, yeah, I get what they're doing, you know. So yeah,
2: I know it's like the first kind of series of uh, South Park was always kind of just generic joke and stupidity, like
1: comedy. Yeah,
2: yeah, the later series though, I felt they really hit hard with t- topical things. Like every week they were coming out, they were so on top of it. Like they were hitting absolutely yeah. everything. It was brilliant. Like, who's your favorite character yeah, yeah. in South Park?
1: Oh, like it's it's so weird, but I have to say Butters. Oh, I love Butters. <laughs> I just love how innocently stupid he yeah. is. Yeah, it's kind of. A- It's a kind of redeeming quality in his character that he's kind of, you know, and the episode as well, another like satirical masterstroke when his mother tries to kill him, the Butters episode because she wanted to get rid of him yeah and their parents said oh oh he's missing or whatever we didn't do that to him and then all of a sudden comes in OJ oh, Simpson yeah I know what that's like you know what I mean so it was like it was brilliantly done no I
3: yeah, love him yeah. um, and I still would sing this at least once a week Mr. Hanky, I just Mr. that is oh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Hankey I just love that oh god. just when I was younger
1: I just found that hilarious probably because I was stoned out of my head most of my teenage <laughs> years but I found it hilarious
3: well, you must have been watching it when you were a teen, though. Was it like, yeah, what yeah. age were you kind of when it came out? Real I don't formative really know. I
1: years. never watched it at the beginning. When it was on, like, I think it was Channel 4 first. I never really watched it. Mm. It was only later I got into it, I think. Okay. So I suppose I got it a bit more at that time. Yeah. And then later on, you know, as they developed and became a bit more topical and satirical, I kind of got into it even more then and kind of really started to appreciate it more than laugh at it. Yeah. It's like anything how to bring up race, how to bring up sex, how to bring up these things without it backfiring spectacularly on you. Like i done a video about disabled parking. And I was asked to do it by the Disability Federation of Ireland about the abuse of parking spots. So I'd done a video. And in the video, I was parking in a disabled spot and Kathleen goes to me, you shouldn't be parking there. And I was like, I even done this in the video. I have hazard lights. They're the international parking symbol for I park right fucking want and I said sure anyway disabled people shouldn't be out and about they should be left in homes like the war years ago so I don't have to look at it because they make me uncomfortable now I got torn asunder for that I got ripped apart like absolutely ripped apart and I was like are people really not getting this or is it just me like I got death threats from fathers and I was like Jeez. Are they really not getting that that I'm I'm aping I'm parodying in a horrible character? Michael is the topic of the humour. He's the he's the butt of the joke. But then I got a lot of apologies about a day or two later, and they said, "Oh, we kind of get what you were doing. Now you were actually sticking up." And people were like, "He's disabled himself, so he's allowed to say them things." And I I was like, "Well, that wouldn't really matter anyway," you know. So yeah, yeah. that kind of backfired, and the Dis- disability federation sent me out a big framed thing of all the nice comments from disabled people and. That was really nice. So Aww. I have that at home. So, yeah.
3: It's making sense now why you are a South Park fan. Yeah. yeah. yeah do you look at yeah. those guys and think, if I could get my hands on something like that now?
1: Well, it's kind of it's kind of funny. I've always said, like, if I was portraying the character I do in a film, people wouldn't accuse me of being a racist or homophobic, but they don't see what you're doing as acting either. They think I hold these views.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like the straight man, the Kathleen character, the straight man, that is my views. That's why the straight man exists, to reel you back in and, you know, speak for the genuine normal people out there. I hate the word normal, but you know what I mean? Mm, and yeah. then I go off in my rants. And obviously sometimes in the sketches, I'll say things under my breath as well, which is me correcting the character while I'm in mid-flow, mm. just so they don't see it in a wrong light. So it's dangerous as well. And like I've always said it, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of stupid in some of the topics I pick because I could have always went down the safe route. I could have always went down the, oh, I haven't. Hands with the boys and go to a GEA match. But what like I believe if you have a platform you have to use it to like show your moral outrage at certain things or bring certain injustices to light. And if you're not doing that then you know you're you're morally bankrupt in yourself.
3: I always think like how did the lads get away with pitching that or like how did they pitch it to get it over the line? Do you think it is it because it's an animation people give it more leeway? Yeah. Like say the yeah. say Absolutely. like comments you've experienced from people, do you think when it's animation there is a kind of a bit of a, a bit it, of it a license the, there?
1: Yeah, it brings the surrealism more to the fore, whereas if that was a lot of eight year old boys acting in that <laughs> it, would, not like it. it yeah. would be just a footnote in youtube history you know it had been picked up by some small dutch underground tv company or something you know what i mean pbs yeah. or something but yeah because it's cartoon it's seen for what it is do you
2: remember like there was an episode where they went on a ski trip and then you had your man and he was teaching them how to do the skiing, and it was like pizza french fry and then obviously you had ike as well, who was the Canadian adoptive brother and anytime they they represent a Canadian it's always like half a head, it's always chopped off and then they have Terrence and Philip as well. That's always like Yeah, it's the head thing. (laughs) You know they're Canadian if they have if their head is
1: detached. I remember the pizza French fries one that was kind of an 80s throwback, and they had like a bad version of Aha. You used to love that in the early episodes when they done like really crap versions of the songs. So, like, they have the two boys yeah, saying, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying, and mumble a few more words. And then, you know, I loved when they do that. So, like, I kind of, I suppose that kind of inspired me as well to make up my like crap. Farmer Michael type versions of songs where he sings really really badly yeah okay
3: so it was from seeing what they were doing you thought oh okay Yeah. give this a whirl
1: and I'll I'll tell you a weird story as well about I never in the early videos I never mispronounced words I spoke as a gen like obviously I spoke as a kind of a Western Ireland character but then I started really mispronouncing words and saying words horribly wrong because some company got onto us and said if you clear up what michael is saying than to be a lot more offers for like you know collaborations and things so i've done the opposite and made it more indecipherable so yeah i'm I'm a (laughs) self-saboteur in a major way so yeah but i see i get see even now smiling about that i get great enjoyment out of saying that and the fact that i did that so, like, it's my own little ha-ha laugh at the establishment. I kind of like that. I hate authority, so.
3: It's just, uh, it's making more and more sense as you go on. I'm like, of course he's a massive South Park
1: fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think it It's a could... big headline. steve stole out South Park's ideas for its narrative. Do
3: <laughs> you think if they were pitching it today, would it get made?
1: Probably not. Probably I don't think it
3: would either. It
1: at that time and it got so big, they had so much power then at that stage so they couldn't really be dropped. They'd, they'd have been just picked up by a rival station. So I don't, I don't mm. see it being mad today. You have to be, you have to be really yeah. careful today. Even like, even some of the things I've done in earlier videos, I would not do any, you know, I wouldn't say certain terms. Like... I don't use the Q word like I used to for gay people before. I dropped that. I was like, just about to say, think- you don't You don't
3: need to tell us the terms that you don't use
1: anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but you know what I mean? <laughs> These yeah. are the terms because I don't
3: the- use anymore. <laughs> <list them> <laughs> because
1: obviously like the moral zeitgeist changes and things become less acceptable.
2: What was your favorite moment ever from South Park? Or can you even
1: pinpoint it? Probably the one that was banned. The Scientology one with Tom Cruise and John Travolta in it.
2: Oh, tell us because tell us about that. Whole,
1: like the whole... They wouldn't broadcast it.
2: Okay. Because,
1: obviously, legal threats and stuff. So it ended up being leaked. And I think it's available now on, like, everything. But, like, basically, Tom Cruise is trapped in a closet. And R. Kelly got trapped in the closet with him. He was trying to sing him out. And he was singing the song, Tom Cruise is trapped in the closet. <laughs> it was just so well done. But, like, obviously the rumours were always there about Tom Cruise but they just blatantly went out. Now, not that there's anything wrong with it, obviously but they were pulling the piss out of the fact that he might be and he's trying his damnedest to hide it from Hollywood and from the world. But then you have to think as well that it is his choice to hide it.
3: Yeah, it's funny. When you so, mentioned yeah. they must have been one of the first to kind of even broach the subject of Scientology. Because say like you know, since Louis Theroux's done documentaries on it, loads yeah. of other people have done documentaries on it. But I'd say they were the first ones to maybe even venture into talking about it at all. Yeah.
1: Dangerous territory. They are a wealthy, wealthy organization, and their litigation mad. So. I suppose it's good for
3: business getting banned, though, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Well, Automatically,
3: it people are going to be f- f- intrigued, oh, yeah, fascinated, so want to know.
1: Ever, any book that was ever banned or song that was like banned or banned from RT or banned from. BBC it's always been a success so like yeah. the goal is to make something banned isn't it
0: <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> they definitely have pushed the limits and they're writing as you say like if they were to pitch the stuff that they're writing these days there's no way they like would yeah. be picked up they'd, by they probably get it but they'd have to tone it down yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, but I think that they did the right, well, maybe they didn't do it intentionally, but years ago it just wasn't the way it is now, so they obviously, they were like, alright, we have the foot in the door, we can start pushing the limits a bit more. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Steve-O, it's been fun. Thanks Thank so you for much. having me,
1: and sorry for being late, my apologies. Not at blame, all. Blame uh, Electric Ireland in Galway.
3: <laughs> yeah, steve has a blackout. Oh, is that yeah. right? Okay. okay.
1: well... Well, my friend Paul just messaged me and
3: he said the power's back on. So we're, we're good. We're good. Okay, perfect. Glad to
0: talk. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass." In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Now I know you cynics out there are going to say it was a meteor, it was a space station, it was a UFO. And it was a magical experience. And no one can take that away from me. Hi, I'm Danny Doyle. Welcome to Jackass.
2: Now, this is the part of the podcast where Emma and I get to hear from our lovely listeners about their opinions on the TV questions that we pose to them each week. Now, as we mentioned at the top of the show, awards season, we're slap bang in the middle of it all. It's all
3: kicking off with the Golden Globes taking place last week. And then the Oscars now are only A
2: few weeks away. That being said, we wanted to know who our audience's favourite Irish actors were. And there was loads to choose from. There was loads. Once you see the names popping up, you're like, of course,
3: himself, you're one. Yeah, yeah. Brendan Gleeson was one that came up time and
2: time again. He was a big... I always get mixed up between Brendan Gleeson and Colin Meaney. Oh, well, (laughs) that's easy enough now, in fairness. Do you know what? I, I
3: do know what you're saying with those two. um. And I wonder now when people were answering it, were some people thinking of Colin Meaney when they were answering the question? Yeah,
2: I wonder, yeah. So Colin Meaney was obviously in the van and then Brendan Gleeson was in the general.
3: General, yeah. That's like, yeah. that's
2: a good way of thinking of it, isn't it? And I think those two
3: are real type of actors. Like your friend, if somebody tells you a story, like I was standing behind him in the chipper and I said to him, how are you, Brandon? He said, how are you? How's it going? And you'd be like, yeah, that's, that constitutes as a story. Do you know what I mean? Because they're yeah, that big yeah. of stars. You wouldn't be like, yeah, but well, what else happened? What, you know, just a spot. You'd be like, oh, did you see him? Oh, that's amazing. I think they're like, like, I mean, they definitely are household names at this stage, aren't they?
2: At uh, the air. And is it like, there's a certain tipping point when an Irish actor gets to like A-list status. Yes. Do you know, and Brendan Gleason. I I think he's been there a good few... Was he like, at the beginning, he was kind of just, like, yeah, good old Irish actor. Then he was kind of mid-tier for a good while and now he's proper A-list. Was he in uh, the Donald Trump thing? Did he do yes. something? I, I'm very ignorant now. I haven't seen it and I can't even remember the bloody name of it now. Yeah, no, but
3: he did that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Over Col- <laughs> Like, it's like we're comparing the two of them. Over Colin Meadie, like... I only saw there recently, like, do you remember he did Star Trek?
2: I was like, I completely forgot that he did Star Trek. He's been in huge things. And it, he's like, yeah. one of the kind, of, he'll just creep up and he'll be like, God, Jesus, just call him meanie. Yeah, and you're delighted for him when he does. You're like, that's great for yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. the other good well, old ones. And then you, obviously you can't like knock the, the good old classics like The Van, and The Commitments.
3: Oh, Snapper.
2: The Snapper, yeah.
3: No, that did go through a stage of being on the telly, like, I'd say, roughly every two and a half weeks. It was on a lot, but I never felt bad about it being on. You know what I mean? It is. No, it it's is something to be proud movie. of. What was the other names that came up? Sir Aron was another one. Yeah. She, I
2: mean, like, she's been flying it since she was... Just out of the womb. I know. And she's from Carlow, supposedly. Um, but we'll give her mm. that.
3: And she does come across, uh, well, obviously she's like extremely talented, but she does come across as uh, a nice person or like, you know the way if she, you know the way, obviously she's been on all the major American chat shows and everything. When you see her pop up, you don't have that <coughs> thing that you might with other people. Like, is she going to say something mad now? Yeah, she's, she's a good very ambassador. I feel. We can send her off and she'll say the few bits. And yeah, she'd be Yeah, you can trust her.
2: Yeah, you have yeah. to trust with Saoirse. She, she's just, she's a normal person. And it's like, you've nailed it. Like, you you don't get the cringe with Sarah, Whereas sometimes when you see Colin Farrell rockle up, you're like, oh, Jesus, what's he going to say now? I know, especially back in the day, because I remember it with Colin Farrell,
3: he, when he started off in Bali, Kiss Angel. I remember mm-hmm. one of the girls came into school and she's like, did you see Bally Kiss Angel last night? And we're like, no, no, why? She's like, there's an actual ride and a, I swear to God, there's a ride. And we're like, what? In Bally Kiss Angel? Mm-hmm. No, there can't be. <laughs> <laughs> so then we all watched it and we're like, oh yeah, no, she was dead right. And then it st- turns out like he's going to be this big like movie star, Deadly. And then do you remember all the, like, when he was kind of like, he'd turn up to interviews, like, and he'd always have the bottle of beer and stuff. You're like, oh, coloring, yeah. what are you doing? I he's, know, he's reined it back in now
2: yeah he's copped on to himself but there was a while there where you'd kind of worry for him you know he wasn't yeah. he's kind of turned into a normal person now and speaking of normal people the other one that came up Paul Meskel yes
3: now is it his act? I know I mean there's no judgement here okay there's absolutely no judgement here but was this about his acting or was it about the chain do you know
2: what I mean what were people voting I, for here? The chain and the shorts, I think. Do you think so? Yeah, there's yeah. like there's a lot of girls that are mad about the guy. It wouldn't be me now, but there mm-hmm. are. You know, they, they they love an old man, and they they're mad into the guy, and maybe the family have a bit of money and a bit of road frontage. You know that kind of like yeah. <laughs> like what a complete Ashling type of thing. Yes. I
3: will be interested to see where his career goes, though, in fairness. Yeah, and but obviously it's, it's, he it's, does. At the,
2: yeah, it's at the very start of it now. And obviously, like we've seen him in other stuff, no, notably the Denny ad where he goes to Bally harness, Yeah, because <laughs> I was watching it when I was watching Normal People. I was like, is this your man that was on the back of the bus saying he was going to Bali <laughs> harness. Bally harness. I was like go oh, yeah. oh, that. oh he did now he's he's done really well for himself so far. after back of one series like you you wouldn't take it off him do you know what I mean and I'd say he's going to get loads of opportunities out of it which is brilliant it will be good to see where his kind of career goes like you have you are seeing the start of people's careers and it is very interesting like Bar- Barry Keown was doing great as well
3: oh he's he was um fantastic in Chernobyl wasn't he
2: oh he was brilliant and he's like he's so of, much, he's much more, more calm. Him. He's, he's going to be in. in the Avengers now oh well that's huge isn't it when you start getting Massive. into that
3: kind of stuff that's the real deal mm. I think for yeah, a small really country well though himself. like we really have got a lot of acting talent out there we definitely do a bit of girth in them <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the It's 40 years since the launch of Apollo 17, the last mission that took man to the moon. Among those remembering the flight, it's Commander Enterprise. It's Commander who said he thought his voyage... I I beg your pardon. I'll try that again. A man has... Can we just go back to the very start of that? It's 40 years since the launch of Apollo 17, the last mission that took man to the moon.
2: Now for our main topic this week we are looking at Virgin Media's new reality TV show Eating With The Enemy. Out on Wednesday night the show sees some
3: well-known faces and complete strangers who hold stark opposing views and they meet for a meal and they sit down and discuss some issues they disagree on. So
2: what did you make of it? Oh, listen, if I was to choose a station for Irish entertainment virgin media would be my go-to but this I just feel like it was an attempt at being controversial yeah and the ad made it look so much more dramatic than it was
3: yeah like to be honest now when we decided we were watching this and it was a great show to watch it but I have to say I was kind of I wasn't looking forward to it because I just felt I was just worried that, oh, is the cringe factor now going to be off the charts with this? You know what I mean? Like kind of watching it like Mm. behind the cushion going, oh, God, I thought it would be really extreme or that it would feel really um, orchestrated and staged. But it wasn't like you say, it wasn't as dramatic as kind of you would have been led to believe. Maybe that's what they set out for it to be quite dramatic. And uh, it just didn't transpire that way. And I think if anything, yeah. it was lots of parts of it were more feel good than contra- yeah. like controversial. And I don't know whether, uh, like, you know, your your man who was in it, who was talking about that he was uh, heavily involved in pageants. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to remember names like pure Elwyn here, but. His name he, is Michael, I think. Michael Bourne. Michael, was this. He struck me as the type where he knew what was kind of almost what they were looking for on the show or what was expected of him. And I think he was only dying to be controversial and start something. But you have to have someone on the other side of you who's willing to do that as well. And I think Ireland's such a small country. I think it would be hard. Like, so how many pairing ups where they're throughout the show is there five there so was you yeah 30 people that are willing series. to say mad stuff about like that's tough because they're all in their yeah. heads me mommy's watching me auntie mary's watching your man fr- who that's. works in the deli in centre is watching I won't say that
2: you know, I don't know. Yeah, there's an awful lot more people that are in it than what there was in episode one. It's the actually, actually the whole series is streaming on the Virgin Media Player. You can watch them all if you want and binge on it. But like you say, it was like they picked these people and like your man, Michael Bourne, I'd say he's auditioned for the likes of Big Brother and everything. You could just tell he's a bit Definitely. of a showman and he likes to cause a bit of fire. But the person that he was put with wasn't Becca? I think her name was. She wasn't that fiery. And at the end of it, he was, he was almost kind of bitchy about her. He was just like, uh, some people don't realize how average they are because, like, he was basically calling her very average, whereas yeah. she was introducing herself and saying that she was quite open minded and you know she would have mad views. And um, then we have Mattress Mick, yes, who. Was paired with a chap. Call, I'm actually very impressed with myself. A chap called Adam. I'm remembering all the names. Um, I didn't think that I would agree with Mattress Mick as much as I did. I know he he came across very. Uh, he came across like
3: very level headed. Yeah, like I never I never thought that he was going to be a complete like ageist. You know what I mean? Because I was like well, he's. You know, you can tell that like he, he has a business and he's just trying to get himself out there, not like, but you might expect him to be a little, um, eccentric perhaps in his views or whatever. But he seemed very level headed, he, he did came across yeah. really well, didn't he? He came across he came really well, and a I bit actually, like,
2: oh, more so. Well, yeah, he did. And then the boat of them said at the end, because obviously they get interviewed at the end of it, and the both of them kind of said it was like Adam didn't have enough life experience or he could have done, but the both of them said he could have done better as in yeah. explaining his stuff. Now he wanted to take power away from the government when it came to housing and he wanted Healthcare, everything privatised. Yeah. Everything, yeah. And like, I listen, I get that there, there's complaints about the way things are handled and we do have a lot of crisis going on in the country at the moment that could be handled better. But I just didn't, like the way your man wanted to deal with it, I was like, no, <laughs> no, that wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Like, what, what are you talking And then I was agreeing with Mattress Mick. And then I didn't realize that Mattress Mick had fostered kids from Chernobyl.
3: Yeah. He made sure to get that one in it, didn't he? Because your man had nothing. Like, what was your man going to say? Yeah. Was he like an equal to that? <laughs> like, no. nothing he could have said. Oh, like, I got 20 euro in my box one year. Like, there was absolutely <laughs> nothing he had to say back. To making am no. just like, He had his views, but he, when challenged on them, he had nothing to say. So it just, I'd say, the, I got the impression that the experience for both of them was frustrating because your man wasn't able to like counter argue anything. Give a good um, argument. Yeah. And I think probably the thing, is it too like short a time to really get riled up by what somebody is saying to you with opposing views? You know what I mean? So, like, say, for example, like in the big brother house, they're all like, you know, hey, how are you? And it's when it's over time that the big arguments start happening and whatever. Mm. I don't know whether and from what I could gather now, it was just it was just the main course. I could be wrong, but it seemed to be just the main course. I don't know if that's long enough to really like break down the barriers because I think probably they spent a lot of time kind of like, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but well, that's, you know, that's your opinion. There seemed to be that kind of vibe to it
2: a lot of the time. There did. Now, I, I did notice there was starters and a main course. I don't know if there was any desserts now, but I don't know, like, would it have taken about an hour and a half, two hours? And then like with the film and obviously this is very similar to a show that was out a couple of years ago called the salon which you were on yes and that was based around somebody came to the salon with a dilemma and then all the hairdressers spoke to their clients and everybody gave their opinions on what this person should do so like to me your appointment looked like it could have been an hour but obviously it was a lot longer than that so you you don't know how long they put into filming this as well But you are right, there was a sense of, like, especially the the two that were complete opposites, Bashir and Luke. Luke was on the right and Bashir was very much on the left and they had completely a pot. And you could see that they were getting right. Well, Bashir was definitely, like, absolutely baffled by Luke Um. And then but when they couldn't reach an agreement or some sort of compromise or try to understand each other, it was just kind of like, all right, well, that's OK, we'll agree to disagree. I think the
3: outcome in a lot of them will be, well, it's good to kind of hear from the other perspective and we are so different. So, you know, it's probably good for people like us to talk. So I just don't think the explosive thing is going to happen. I was going to ask you, what did you think of like the expert bits coming in about body language and people with different views conversing and all that?
2: Um, that I, time, I thought it was kind it? of flat, to be honest, the whole thing. Like I didn't think yeah. it was very exhilarating or dramatic. Or, like, and there, there were characters in it that I was like, oh, dear Jesus, like I couldn't sit down for a meal with you. Like, you know, your man Luke yeah. or your man Michael, I couldn't. Like entertain them and your man Adam might be kind of avoiding as well, but at the same time, it didn't give me that kind of thought provoking rage that I feel. I feel like the show was I. That's what I was expecting from it from the promos yeah. of it. Now, obviously, I've only watched episode one, and I will be interested to watch the rest of them because I I recognize a few people's faces, um, yeah. and I'd be very interested to watch their because they like. They seem a bit more reactive, I suppose, to each other. But then again, TV is great at uh, doing the cutaways and stuff, aren't they? Yes.
3: The yeah, and I know um, Davina Devine's on it as well. I'm not sure what we
2: Davina's. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So there's, she's on it. Does um, Huey from Big Brother? Yes. Uh, I think is it Emma O'Neill on it? Or I could I'm be wrong. Sure. I thought I saw Emma O'Neill was on it. Oh okay. Oh yeah,
3: maybe. Yeah, yes, yes. She is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think a, a little bit flat. I think the expert bits because they were separate kind of, um, you know, uh, like cutaway bits or whatever that had nothing to do with that particular conversation that was going on at the time. It just was like, so what? So if it had been a thing of like they'd, they'd said something about their body language or if they said something about certain words that they used. And like, you know what I mean? Something very interesting. Like, you know, the way, for example, they say that when people lie, they make more of an effort. So if you're telling the truth you're more likely to say I didn't. But if you're telling a lie, you're more likely to say I did not. Because you're, you're trying to emphasise the fact that, you know, it, it didn't happen or, you know, you're really trying to make it really clear and whatever. But now that's not a great example. But you know what I mean? If there had been mm. that kind of insight with those experts, then that definitely could have added a different element. Or if they, if they had that thing of them off in another room with headphones. And a monitor
2: or something. And, yeah, they were analysing them. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, you know,
2: like, like. oh,
3: look at her there. She's like taking her hair out of her face or whatever. Maybe that could have added something extra to it. But maybe like a few more celebrities thrown into the mix might have helped it along. Whose opinions and views they already would have made clear on, on other shows or other platforms or whatever so that they wouldn't have held back. Like that they would have known what was
2: expected of them.
3: Like a Healy Ray and, you know what I mean? Somebody See, like that. so
2: terrified of getting cancelled these days that they, could, they only get the undesirables. I know, yeah. Maybe <laughs> that's what it needs. But,
3: um, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it off. I suppose it's, it is a twist on shows that we've kind of seen before, isn't it? It could have been a lot more than it was. Yes. The potential definitely. was not met. Then yeah. it's great to see another like new show, like a new concept on Irish TV that obviously was filmed during lockdown or whatever.
2: No, it was. Like fair play to the, I know where they were going with it. It's just, I Yeah, I it's don't not a know. lost cause.
3: It's not a lost cause. Yeah, exactly. Just
2: I just don't think something. it was as, yeah, it was as thought provoking as it could have been. Do you know, I think they could yes. have really gotten the points across a bit better but then obviously if it's a social experiment you're relying on the people themselves and like they're not professionals they're not debaters they're not actors they're not yes you know i know So it's, it's yeah or i it's, wonder will there cannot, be something
3: about like you know an influencer on a trial or something or you know something uh, like that see, now that i'd love to see yeah i think something like that could be interesting you used a whole lot of people we knew but Oh, should they'd only be looking for money, I suppose. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I still give it an old flick. Thanks so much for listening to Telebox again this week and a huge thank you to Steve
2: O'Timothy for chatting to us earlier on in the programme. And a huge thank you to our lovely sponsors, Just Eat, who have been delivering all eight episodes of the podcast so far. You can download the Just Eat app today and choose from
3: hundreds of your favourite local takeaway restaurants delivered straight to your door. I actually have a pizza waiting for me once we stop recording. I can't wait. Okay, right, I get the picture, Jen, Grant. Uh, we'll yeah. wrap it up then. Um, yeah, thanks yeah, th- again. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. All right, just getting the piece. Okay. Um, thanks again and see you next week on Telebox.
0: Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable.